people were praying, a lot of people, you know, more than your average situation where someone needs prayer. How, what would you say to someone who holds this up as, a, as an example of prayer being effective in that way? My mama taught me that if you can't say nothing nice, don't say nothing at all. <laughs> oh, I prayed. I'm good. No, this is not how prayer works. No, <laughs> no. If he's lying on the field and nobody comes to give medical intervention, they all stand around praying like, Duke's probably dead. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? In all likelihood. Welcome to episode 246 of Pub Theology Live, a weekly conversation on life and faith over a craft brewed pint, a fine wine, or whatever happens to be in your glass. On today's episode, the Reverends Hogan Holder, Shannon Weston, and yours truly, uh, Reverend Brian Burkoff, will address and engage what's happening through a theological lens with a good brew in hand. And it is 2023, New Year's, same deal. You can get a pint glass, a pub theology life pint glass. If you become a patron, head over to patreon.com slash BT live, where you can get some extra content, pre and post show banter, just start at $7 a month. And thank you for those who are currently supporting us. And thank you in advance for the new patrons. That's patreon.com slash PT live. Today, our first episode of the year, we'll be discussing Damar Hamlin, prayer, predictions, and translations. So we're going to need a beverage for that. Brian, we're going to start with you so that we can just... Get the yuck out of the way? Yeah, you know. <laughs> so I am having a, a dry January, which has been tested given uh, the past week and a half of football that I've endured. Mm -hmm. But nevertheless, I'm doing a Heineken Zero. Uh, which, you know, is uh, alcohol free and, you know, it's just as good as a regular Heineken, which isn't saying a lot, but is it's it though? better than nothing. I mean, it's just as good as a regular Heineken and hey. whether or not a regular oh, Heineken is any crap, good. And I forgot this wasn't a twist off. <laughs> <laughs> You're really going to be desk. dry. I'm really going to be dry. I have no way to. Okay. Revive hey, those college days. Heineken, right, go, is, a, Heineken we'll, is a decent bear. Heineken's it, it just anyway. All right. I said decent. It didn't say great. Yeah. It's yeah, a yeah. decent, it's a decent lager. Yeah. I don't you have a, you have a go pen? Find, go find you a bottle opener. Yeah, go find you a bottle opener. Oh, good. And what are you drinking? Um, I am speaking of decent lagers. Uh the local deputy brand is here. And I am not wholly dry January in, right? So uh I have made a promise to myself that by 50. I will cut all alcohol consumption out of my life. I have a year and a half. I <laughs> thought about doing dry January, but it made me very anxious. So I was like, why punish myself now? So I'm going to taper off. So, so here's the plan. For the next six months, the first week of every month will be a dry, dry. week. Oh, okay. Right. Then the next six months, we're going to every other of the weeks. Okay. And then the first six months of 2024, I will allow myself one week of the month. Maybe the mm -hmm. last week of the month. That's that's the only week I will let myself drink. Not that I have to, but that I will. Yeah. And then in the hope that by the time my birthday rolls around in June 2024, I'm like, you know, 
I've drunk so little this year, it won't hurt me to eliminate altogether. This only works if I don't go on drinking binges during the week. Good luck. Right. That, Good luck. That I'm, that I'm allowed to drink. But Good luck. But that's going to be the plan. So I survived the I survived the first week of the year um, by not, I, I didn't consume any alcohol. In fact, this is actually the, no, it's not. I was going to say this is the first alcoholic beverage I've had for the year, but I had a good rum punch on Sunday night. Oh, nice. So. So yeah. they shot the sheriff, but they did not shoot the shoot. deputy. The deputy. Nice. Nice. So I, I picked this out specifically for our first show after New Year's. This is Barrel of Monks Brewing, Three Fates, um, Belgian-style triple. It's a, it's a large can, and um, it's, it's on the side. You chose wisely. Three that Fates. That is a big can. Jesus, how, a, is that a pint? It's a pint. More than a pint. That's a pint. No, it's a pint. Yeah. It just looks big. Uh, um, three That's fates. what. No, sorry, we're not. We're not going there. We're name, name of my sex tape. <laughs> three fates is barrel of monks Abbey style triple made with a traditional recipe using only the finest European malts and hops. Malty but dry with a pleasant hop balance with spicy notes from the Belgian yeast strain. It is rich in flavor and yet easy to drink. So Yum. this is out of Boca Raton, Florida. So I Yum. am. But I just felt like Three Fates was a good uh, opening of the year. And I'm drinking it out of my Black is Beautiful, our, our Black is Beautiful cup. Love it. Yeah, 2023, Three Fates. I love it. Three Fates, beginning of the year. So and I got oh, my- it's golden. It's more golden in color. That sounds like an amazing beer. Let me know how that tastes. I so will. I'll let you know. Sounds awesome. I got my non-beer opened <laughs> listen we are at the height of like na's and, right now like and you're and you're looking at it so longingly <laughs> like, <laughs> questioning questioning life choices right now fantastic i just mm. want them to make an na that's as flavorful as alcoholic beer that's all like, like well i mean all... does the alcohol actually have flavor i don't think it that's what does. i'm saying though like but there are some good ones like i I'll, i've Brian, got this is for... delicious this oh, is I'm, you're killing me. I knew it this be. is delicious. Like awesome. I, this could get you in trouble. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure that that's true. So I have a really good one in the fridge for next week uh, by the athletic. Um, they're free wave hazy IPAs. Really tasty. Nice. Okay. I mean, it could use a little alcohol, but you know, <laughs> that would defeat the purpose. <laughs> On to today's topics. So are there any quote unquote old person things that you do? Maybe one of your kids looks at you and, and kind of rolls mm. their eyes or, or you even think this is something I think an old person does, but then you realize, wait, I do that. So are we starting to year off being ageist. Is that what's happening right now? Yes. Wow. Yes. <laughs> so I uh, like, we have this neighbor across the street <laughs> who gets like six chewy boxes a week like big boxes from chewy.com which is a pet store online delivery thing thing. and we have not seen an and i've seen one cat in their window and i am like 
what are you doing with all these? Like, it is a thing in our house. So to me, that's like an old person thing that you're like, Spying on the neighbors. Spying on the neighbors. <laughs> I gotcha. I thought the buying buying in bulk was the. No, no, no. no I buy in bulk because no, no. we have a giant family. But like the spying yes. on the neighbors, like what are you doing? Where yeah. are those kids going? You know, we have this like big bay window in the front. And I totally am like, what What are those people doing? Like I'm right. totally spying on the neighbors. <laughs> that does feel like a lot for, for one cat. It does, doesn't it? I'm like, well, what are you guys they, doing? They might have a bunch of introverted cats. Some cats, like, you know, they hide out. Some cats. I have seen this cat one time in know. their window, by the way. Like, not that I'm staring out there all day, but, you know, yeah, you're know. looking regularly. Yeah, and we yeah, work from home, so I don't know. Does this forgetting things all the time, does that count as an old person mm-hmm. thing? Because I've been doing that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I've been yeah I was I started watching I started watching a new show while I was having lunch right before this it's on a paramount it's called why why women kill hmm. and every time uh it's it's a it's a phenomenal cast the problem is I couldn't pull up their names so I'm watching this going hey it's uh what's her name uh hey it's a oh my god i follow her on instagram it's a uh, <laughs> what's her name you know she was in the thing she was in the yeah and i literally spent 10 minutes doing that and i and i'm like you know i'm not gonna go to the internet i'm not gonna look it up i'm gonna try and still still don't remember her name um <laughs> i do remember she was recently in the first season of white lotus um and she was in she was connie in, brighton no, no, she was. She was also in. Uh, remember Percy Jackson, the the young YA Hercules, uh, brunette, Pearson, blue eyes. Uh, I'm gonna remember her name. She was in a few episodes of The New Girl. The name yeah, is gonna yeah, come yeah. to she, me. She was. She was the newlywed. In, right, in exactly. Lotus. In the first yeah. season of White oh. Lotus. Yes, yes. And and she's my like you know secret secret fan crush on her. So I'm like, why can't I remember her name? I just said her name like two days ago when somebody's asked me. Right. Still, this is like, we going on like 45 minutes since she popped up in the show and I still can't remember her name. You know, Amazon, you can actually push and they'll tell you who all the actors on screen are. Yes, yes, they are. Paramount does not that fancy. Does not do that. Does not (laughs) do that at all. Mm. In fact, on Paramount, on Paramount, Paramount on, on, uh, on Android devices, when I push, when I push the button, I want it to automatically pause. I don't want you to bring up the pause button for then me to hit right. it again. To then right? hit pause. To, to then hit pause. <laughs> I'm like, why, why am I clicking twice? Fix that. Paused. <laughs> I know no one's listening, but fix that. It feels very inefficient. That's too funny. So we recently had to sign up to Peacock to watch a Paramount show. Yeah. Oh. Which I don't understand at all. Dude, I could have given you my Paramount login. Yeah, ask me these. No, things. but it's not. Apparently, it's produced by Paramount, but you can't watch the first four seasons on Paramount. You have to get Peacock. Oh. Well, but that's because NBC owned the rights before yeah. Paramount Plus was launched. But that, like, okay, that that makes no sense in my brain. Like, you well, produce the how... freaking show, make it available on your platform. It's before mm-hmm. before Sony sold Spider-Man, Sony owns yeah. all of those. And Disney can only have the Spider-Mans that Marvel owns. Yeah. It's, uh, it's about it's the rights. Mess. It's yeah. a hot mess. Wild. Yeah. Wild. So somebody owns the rights to the first four seasons, Pe- Peacock and... Yeah, yeah. yeah. we were trying to watch Yellowstone and I'm like, that's a Paramount uh, show. And Christy's like, yeah, but you can't watch it. I'm, I'm like, what? No. 
Did you get to it? Is that show good? I hear people raving about that show. We is really it, like we it. We love it. Is yeah. it good? Okay. We really it. like it. We're yeah. in season do, three now. Do, yeah. do I need to watch another show with like rich white people like so basically killing it, the environment? Like I feel well, but it it really gives some good commentary to it. All right. Um, yeah, I might, I might get it's into good. it. It's it's a it asks some good questions. It also might be jumping the shark, but nonetheless, it's fine. <laughs> you know. <laughs> fair enough fair enough so yeah like for me like uh something i do that the kids roll their eyes you know we'll say something like you know when we were your age we could only watch we only had three channels and when a show was on is when it was on like there was no right exactly. watching it whenever you want there was no there stupid- that's your old third person thing right there what you're complaining about brian <laughs> yeah that's my, yeah, that, that's my old person thing it's your old exactly <laughs> You had to watch the commercials. There was no like streaming services that didn't like I to dream about it, but you had to plan your life around the TV show. Yeah. 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 And then, oh, totally. and then and then VCRs happen. And then, you know, it was a whole thing about programming the VCR. I will then, never forget when TiVo came up and I was like, oh why God. would you want to pause is, TV? That's yes. what commercials are for. <laughs> Whatever you can't do in a commercial is your problem. Mm. Like I was so against it. Yeah. And, but when we were, man, when we were young parents, our kids were little and we'd be watching a show and this is before, you know, we didn't have DVR and it wasn't streaming and the kids would come in during like a key scene and really need something. I was not a good parent. So no. I'm a better oh, no. parent I know. and oh, I God. can pause and return to the show so it's a it, it's good that we can yeah. do that it's like is anybody bleeding no sit down shut up right. i know wait till commercial kid <laughs> so i do feel like one last one like as a parent the old like i regularly want to tell my kids to suck it up like i regularly <laughs> yes. want to yes. be like what's your problem like you don't know what hard is like yes. you don't know it like i i don't say those things out loud but like I regularly have those thoughts of like I say I say a form of that to Joyna when she complains. I go, I, think, I just shrug and I go, Welcome to adulting. <laughs> I was gonna say, once they're adults, I think that's a different like yeah, yeah what why do you want to grow up so fast, huh? But like yeah, when they're still little, you're like Well, when she sometimes when she was ill and she'd complain about this is really hard, I would go, Yeah, probably is, and you know, just leave it. Like <laughs> I mean yeah. like, of course I'll would, also admit that I'm a terrible parent that like Mom, my mouth kind of hurts. Like, ah, I'm sure you're fine. Blah blah blah. Goes to the oh, dentist. Every like, parent has does that. a has an infected gum or something. I'm like, oh my god, I'm a terrible parent. Like, why every every parent <laughs> does that. I usually follow. How long has it been hurting? And if yeah. it's like, and if it's if the the answer is less than an hour, I'll be like, eh, just put some ice on it. You'll be fine. No, yeah. Maggie went like a week with a broken wrist because I was like, it's not swollen. <laughs> it's not broken. Like, you're oh. fine. Get over it. Oh. No, I, oh. I, I'm bad. Like I'm. We, we might want to delete that part. No, wow. it's true. It happened. I admit it does it. happen. It does. It happen. does. Well, and it was even the orthopedic was like, yeah, you wouldn't have known. Like it, she doesn't have any right. of the outward symptoms. It's a hairline fracture. She's fine. You know, like we're just gonna wrap it up anyway. So yeah. you know, we're all old in our own way. Yeah. She's suddenly That's writing right. with her left hand, but she's fine. I grunt when I get up. Is that an old person thing? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. There yeah. you go. There you go. That, yeah, that's happening. That's pretty All right. Happen. So, uh, or when I sit down, honestly, <laughs> or just move in general. Just move in general. <laughs>
So even those who are not football fans probably took note just over a week ago. Um, I feel that was directed at me, but that's all right. I do not take it personally. I, I, I said, <laughs> even those who are not, you know, just including others as well. Thank um, you. But Monday Night Football, not yesterday, but uh, last week, uh, tra- nearly tragic injury to a Buffalo Bills player, only 24 years old, who on a not seemingly horrendous tackle got up passed out uh they administered cpr for a long time uh took him via ambulance uh was in critical condition it was awful to watch and and yeah it wasn't just passing out dude had a heart attack basically right no he did yeah his heart stopped it was frightening and it was uh, terrifying so you know a just wondering what your immediate reaction to that was and and does this you know there's the conversation when something happens is always well, football is too violent or this sport is inappropriate or, you know, something along those lines. So wondering what your initial reaction was and what would you say to someone who sort of uh, takes this to go anti-football? So I I do want to just put a caveat on that, which is as a football fan, I also believe that football is extremely dangerous. And this was a freak accident that is possible, but it is possible in any sport. It is possible in any moment. It It is a fluke thing. It actually does affect a lot of people. Like I, I saw some statistics of how many like high schoolers who play sports are affected by this phenomenon, but yeah. this isn't, this isn't in the same category as the concussion thing, SCTE I just, and, yeah. SCTEs and everything else. So I, I will just start there by putting. Yeah. That and I there. think that's important to note. And that, you know, a friend of mine, who's a, a doctor was saying, you know, they change the equipment for catchers in baseball and for lacrosse players because of this same, this same thing, thing where there's sort of this chest impact that then induces cardiac arrest, which yeah, could happen in, in any number of sports. So, so that again, I don't think, I don't think that makes football any less dangerous because right. I still think football is dangerous. Yes. I just, I think that there, this is, this was a flip. This has never happened before. I mean, and if you think about that, like it's which never is amazing considering how many collisions happen in a single game, just let alone about all to, the games. Yeah, yeah. I'm just about to say that how, how I was shocked that, that we didn't get more of these. Yeah. Right. And more on field injuries. And then the, then I also want to watch a rugby game and go like, well, if those dudes are walking off the field, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> you know, but, but I think, I think for me, when that happened, what that brought up for me was um, the, and, and again, they, he, he got the best medical care. He got medical care on the field, off the field that contributed a lot uh, to his recovery. I mean, plus he's the prime of his physical life. Mm-hmm. which I'm sure contributed and, you know, lots of, you know, medical pundits on air were like, you know, if he didn't, if he did, if he didn't receive the field care that he received, that it would have been a whole different story. So kudos to them. And at the same time, it, you know, it, it raised the question for a lot of folks, the reminders of the, um, the inequality of mm-hmm. injury treatment, especially long-term injury treatment, for not just football player for football players, but specifically black football players. Yeah. Like, like, you know, the NFL just recently, was it this year, last year, within the last two years, I think changed 
their, you know, their standards of compensation for long-term injuries for black prayers because they operated under the, the, the racist trope of the super Negro that black players didn't get injured as much uh, as well. So, so it's, yeah, it, it, it brings up all that stuff. It brings Absolutely. up all, all the stuff yeah. about, about the exploitation of, of, of bodies, uh, you know, I mean, most of the players in the NFL are black, I think, if I remember my stats correctly, um, in the NBA as well. So this is like this, this exploitation of, of bodies for, uh, for the gain of others. And yes, they make a lot of money, arguably too much money. <clears throat> but there are people, the owners are, are making more so, uh, as, as well. So yeah, all that, all that stuff just came up. Go ahead. They do make a lot of money, but not he doesn't yet. So this right. this is yeah. a 24 year old kid who's been in the league. This is his second year in the league. Right. He's not vested yet. You have no, to play he's... three and a half years or something until you're vested. You have to be on a team. Okay. So he doesn't get and that's not include. That's not even we're not talking about big contracts and blah, blah, blah. We're just talking about being vested and getting the care that that long term care. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to, I, I don't have the facts in front of me and I've read a lot this week and whatever, but so I, I can't back this up is all I'm trying to say. But from what I understand that, that until you're vested, you know, you're not guaranteed anything from them. Mm-hmm. So if this happens to you, you know, you may need long-term care and there's not going to be a whole lot there waiting for you. Now a team could make a decision to take care of you or yeah. an organization could, but in terms of the, this actually, and I'll, sorry, I'll step off this soapbox in a second, but I will just name this as well. I love the game and I do very much care about the players. And I also agree that, you know, everything that you just said in terms of the injustice of it, but I do not like the organization of the NFL. Oh no. Um, and they're, they're and right. as beautiful as the response was last week, I still like, I really wish that executives in the NFL were held accountable with, for their, we'll give you five minutes and then come back and like, yeah. and I don't use the word evil a lot, but yeah. No, I the organization itself. I can't, I can't say a lot of good things about. Mm. No, no. And, and uh, you, you say that and, and, you know, I'm thinking of Colin Kaepernick and how he has been, I mean, was yep. and still is, you know, intentionally blackballed from the game. Um, and yeah, no, they, uh, so yeah, I, I agree hundred percent. And Brian, you and I were texting that night. Yeah. About yeah. It. it was, it was just, and I had watched the game at the beginning and had literally just switched to an episode of Yellowstone and missed the play <laughs> happen. And then a friend literally texted me, I think America just witnessed, just witnessed a player dying on Monday Night Football. Well, I well, told you, I said, I, th- I think he's dead. Yeah, I, and, the the yeah. way they're reacting, I think. Right. I even actually because of how long CPR was administered, it was thought even if he has a pulse, is there any brain, is there any meaningful brain activity? Well, and this goes back to that. Yes, I'm so grateful those trainers were there, but it goes back to that equality issue of if he hadn't been at the highest level, they were with, they were at his side in 10 seconds. Yeah. yeah. 10 seconds from the moment he hit the ground, those trainers were at his side administering CPR within 10 seconds. Like he would not have the brain function that he has now if no. that level of care hadn't been there. But 
I mean, kudos. I, the the leadership shown by the players and by the coaches in yes, I mean, they were that was traumatic to watch. I cannot imagine being there. And honestly, it was one of those moments that restored a little bit of my faith in humanity at mm. the way that the Bengals fans reacted. Yeah. Um, they, there was silence in the stadium. People walked out and they prayed together and they, you know, did all. And I just, it was really one of those things that went, yeah, we, we love and we yell and we cheer, but like, we don't find any of this more important than a young man's life. And that, right. To be honest, isn't always the case. Right. For sure. And I, I did hear some defense of the league taking, you know, as long as they did to postpone the game, because if they had done it sooner, you've got, a stadium full of people flooding the exits and clogging the streets when you got an ambulance that needs to just get where it's going and like getting him out of the stadium before you dismiss everyone was actually important. I have no idea if that was part of the conversation, but that made a little bit of sense, but it felt like, it felt like defense after the fact to me. I don't know that I've told this story on here, but we had this happen during church once. Oh, it wasn't, it It was a, somebody went into cardiac arrest and, um, it was, they were outside of the sanctuary. And this was when I was an intern and CPR was being administered and ambulance was called. And the head of staff, the, the senior pastor, he like, it was during communion. And so I was administering communion and he went out to see what was going on. And I was saying, we need to finish communion. We're going to tell everybody what's going on. We're going to pray. And then we're going to sing a couple of hymns to uh, let the ambulance yeah. do its keep, thing and get out of the way. everybody here before keep, we just. Let's everybody stay in the sanctuary, right? Like, don't, yeah. let's not make a ske- spectacle out of this. Let's not. But he was so, um, I mean, I'm pretty calm in a crisis. That's just, and then I freak out later, right? Like, that's kind of the way I work. I'm the opposite. But like, are you? But he was the opposite too. He freaked out and like. Yeah came in stopped communion shut everything down oh really sent everybody home and i was like now you've got an ambulance trying to get out with all these church people gawking around and and listen he was uh, that's not to say he was a bad leader or whatever he just freaked out which, well you don't know what to do i'll it's say like he was, was a bad like leader a, you've never experienced no I, I, I he was a he's a he was a great <laughs> mentor is a great mentor but like nonetheless yeah, this, I, is, this is this is true yes yeah but he, you know you but it's funny because his wife afterwards was like, what's your problem? Shannon had this. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, Trust your staff. But they, and, and I was going to say they, they should, did the church not already have procedures and protocols around if something like this happens? Mm-hmm. Oh, now this is, this is 2004, you know, so it doesn't like matter that. the year. So again, well, that's well, my when I say have a policy for that, I, do you like? Do you all have defibrillators in your in your like we um, no. we, we did, had we, one. We got some. We got some. So when I was at church in Massachusetts, we got some. I forgot how many years I was there. Five years, six years. We got some about my third year, and uh, a lot of um, the the insurance company was the one who a recommended it. Yeah, uh, but B, yeah, we had. I mean, we had meetings where we created. Here's if this happens. Uh, here's yeah. what we do. Here's what we call like that was it was 
it was one of them. It was one of those meetings that most people didn't like to enjoy attending sure. because yep. it's like, but nothing ever happens. Why do we have these meetings? We're pre- we're preparing. We're be, you know. Then there were some people left. We keep preparing for these horrible events. We're calling them down upon us. I'm like, no, that's not how meetings work <laughs> at all. That's not how this works. <laughs> you know. Uh, so I think you'll be glad that if your husband, you know, your 77 year old husband decides yeah. to have a heart attack, like. You know, we have some people around us who know CPR, who know what to do. So we have to. Yeah. So it got down to the point where I think we just had like one meet in a year. We just ironed all those things out. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, I think that I thought that was standard operating procedure for churches. Is I it not? I add that to my list. <laughs> well, our, so we had a school. And so everybody was CPR trained because of the yes. school. Right. And so, you know, the the woman that taught CPR was like, do you all have and we were like, we don't. She goes, you really should, you know, yeah. with the population and exactly. exactly and everything else. So, you know, and a couple of people were trained on it, you know, enough people that, yeah. you know, could. And again, you go to the people that are already medical staff, you know, in your in your right. congregation and you start there and then. But yeah, no. And, and I mean, listen, I, I also as traumatic as it was, there's weirdly something theologically beautiful of it being during communion and you know right, right. so some, some, i know it's weird but i've always taken some solace in that for some reason <laughs> that you know anyway that's some that's some hardcore meaning making right there <laughs> so you do what you can so we did talk mm. about the outpouring of support for damar hamlin that brought people together like why is it that it so often takes something tragic for all of a sudden everybody to realize oh man we care about each other and there's so many more things that are important that we have in common than all of our you know many differences because because tragedy is probably the most common factor we all have you can't it can't be human on this planet for more than 10 minutes and not have some tragedy in your life some loss some death yeah. we can all we can all relate to that we can all sympathize with that we can all understand especially when it's uh you know something unexpected and shocking somebody's doing something they love that we love like we can all understand that what gets me though is when things like that happen yes we all come together and 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 we're all um on the same page around it but then if it's something that requires change Ah. then we all get off the same page some of us even leave the same book you know, Some I'm of us will say about, it's too soon to talk about soon. you're you're abusing this tragedy. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so that's that's that. So just as just as you know, something like that, people coming together can restore, you know, my faith in humanity, you know, it kind of like the web in Barbados. Just wait a minute, it'll it'll change. It'll change. And then all of a sudden I lose faith in humanity because then we start arguing about the fact like, oh, we just had a massive school shooting. This is horrible. This is horrendous. Uh, But But don't take away my guns. Yeah, but don't take away my guns. Too soon to talk about that. Uh, All that sort of all that sort of stuff. So, Mm -hmm. mm, yeah, I do think this was different, though. This so I'll just stick with football for a second. Right. Like. Sometimes when there's an injury, even though there's a lot of respect that happens during that time, it was someone's fault. There was something that happened that, you know, well, you know, that was helmet to helmet and you should have, you shouldn't have tucked your head or there's someone to blame. There's something to point to and say, you did wrong and you did this person wrong. 
Um, but this was an instance where we witnessed just a freak accident. Yeah. Right. That was no, it wasn't, it wasn't the kids. It wasn't Demar Hamlin's fault. He was the one making the tackle. And it wasn't, wasn't was it T Higgins? It was T Higgins. It wasn't yeah. T Higgins fault. It just happened. And I do think there's something very uniquely unifying when there's not controversy to be had around it. Does that make sense? That or, does make or when sense. It, where it's a, it's a truly shared experience and there's not an opinion that we're fighting against of like, well, yeah, that was a clean hit or that was a blah, 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 or he shouldn't have, you know, like, or even a political argument or. And he was the person making the hit, which usually you're, you're the one causing the damage. Which is interesting. So I, I posted it on Facebook, which I don't usually do, to be honest, I've been really scaled back from, but I just, it was, we were watching it live. And honestly, I'll, I'll, like Derek and I were up till 1230, one o'clock just watching ESPN waiting, like just hoping there'd be some kind of update. Neither one of us really slept well. And Derek actually wrote, he wrote a blog post about like, he couldn't stop thinking about Thomas playing football and just Mm. like, you know, and, and getting the, like his mom was in the, you know, audience and he, you know, whatever. And anyway, it was just, it was a lot for us emotionally. And, and I'm, I'm still kind of unpacking why it was so. Um, but again, I, I think it was that it was that shared. But but when I posted it on Facebook, I really just kind of and I was like, I'm really sorry. Now it's not the time to criticize the NFL. Like we don't know what's going on. Now it's just the time for for prayer, because that's all we could do. And so many people assumed that some, he had been hit. Right. Like this is where you go back to. There are plenty of reasons to hate the NFL. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I There's, saw the way you phrased it, like, the, don't use this space to do your hate on, you know, the sport that there's a time for that. There's a time for that. And I'm, and I'm all for that discussion. And I don't, I don't disagree with you on it. I just, it just happens to be a thing I love, you know, um, and I think we can make it safer and I'd like to continue to yeah. have those conversations and all of it, but I, I'm I'm not going to disagree. I just, that was not the time. I mean, I, and again, we were, we were genuinely kind of rattled. Yeah. Um. So it was, but I think, I think you, you nail it on the head when you said you have, you have sons, mm-hmm. right? There's, there's, there's no, and we parent, have a son that plays tackle football. There is no parent of a child who plays that sport, who didn't see that happen and picture that happening to their kid as mm-hmm. random as it was, Yep. yep. Y- y- you know, it, it immediately became that could happen to my kid too. Yep. Yeah. For sure. And that and that sure. and whether you're conscious of that's what's happening or not, that that scares the bejesus out of you. Well, and happens. we and and ta- it's really interesting. I, I hope we're speaking of this unity, but I I hope we're seeing a shift. I hope what we witnessed that night was a shift in player advocacy. Yeah. And a shift in the players getting to dictate a little more about what happens. Yes. And them being able to stand up and say, you can't make us go, we're not going back out there. Like we're what do the you ones want to- who put our lives on the line here. We let us determine what's best for us. Right. So I don't care, you know, Buffalo had a lot like playoff wise. They had several, th- both the teams had both a lot. Teams did. Both teams had a lot they were playing for that night, but it just didn't matter at that moment. Yep. And, and that also, you know, is leadership in the, in its own right. 
I feel I feel that hope that you're having is when we will begin to lose faith in humanity because I don't think I don't think they're changing any rules <laughs> or anything. Again, I think the no. organization is going to take a lot longer, but I think what we saw was players being able I, I what I hope continues is a shift in the generation of player that we have now that understands the risk better than yeah. any other generation before them yeah. and is able to say no. Yeah. No, thank you. We can only hope. So some, I, that's that's my hope. Yeah, and, and it's a good one. So he um is recovering in and in some ways it's been an incredible, remarkable recovery. He just was able to be returned to Buffalo uh and receive further care there. But there was video of him watching the game with family from his hospital room. He's been posting to social media. And some see his incredible recovery as proof that quote prayer works. Um, because they're what like People were praying, a lot of people, you know, more than your average situation where someone needs prayer. Um, how, what would you say to someone who holds this up as a as an example of prayer being effective in that way? My mama taught me that if you can't say nothing nice, don't say nothing at all. <laughs> I'm like, so no, that's no, that's not how prayer works. No, <laughs> no, prayer. Praying for him made you feel better. Praying right. for him. Gave me something you, to do. Yeah. Brought you comfort. It may have reinforced your faith, but praying. The reason that man is alive today is because he received expert health treatment on the field, off the field. And he's a 24-year-old in prime physical condition. Yeah. All of those things. Plus, honestly, I mean, a, it's a good stroke of luck because we do not know because the same the same thing could have happened to exactly the, the another player or him again on another day and and we have a different outcome there's just yeah. like so many x factors here that we can't account for but no i would i would challenge someone or again depending on who that person was and the state they were in i i might just not say anything at all but yeah no that's that's not proof that prayer works so there, I mean, there's two, th like one is why is it both and, or why does it have to be either or like, can't it be both and, you know, because, like, because there's sometimes people pray for a lot of things that don't happen. Well, Lots of people pray for, you know, people to survive and other things to happen that don't and, happen. And well, that's actually, that's my issue with saying, right. Like, well, this is, this just shows that prayer works. Well, I'm sorry, but I've prayed for mothers yeah. of children who are dying of cancer that didn't yeah. get so that miracle so so i'd say let's take prayer with the equation because because yeah. we can't conclusively go either way with it so let's 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 not but hold I this do. up as proof but I what do. she is saying is you're just discounting the prayer entirely she's saying it doesn't have to be either it's prayer 100 works or it's totally worthless like there could be a middle ground no, well, then I'm, that middle ground opens up the whole other theological discussion of then <laughs> why why does it work sometimes and why doesn't and who decides and you know that that whole can of worms gets opened. Well, I, would say, <laughs> I would say I would say Damar Hamlin isn't alive and <laughs> cognizant and well off today because of prayer, but I am not gonna sit here and say that it isn't because millions of people were praying for him. And I will never tell a person don't pray either. Right. right? I'm not going to say to someone, yeah, or at no, least I, don't, I don't would, waste your time. That's I would never say solely. 
Ne- never, mm. never would I say solely, but I, I just cannot. Um, and again, if we want to go back to like all of the beautiful miracles that took place, including the, you know, unitedness of the NFL last weekend of, yeah. you know, the players and everybody and feeling this connection with each other and the respect that was then had and weird rivalries and everything else, you know, there's also this, like, I, I, I don't know. I just, Will wonders never cease? Or <laughs> what about you, Brian? Do you what do you say when if somebody says that? Well, uh, yeah, I I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't jump to proofing anything. You know, I think that that is a, a long road to walk. But I do think that um, prayer can impact people positively. Um, I think the prayers are those who are being prayed for. Either I think either I think I think um, and even taking the spiritual element out of it, knowing that there are people who care about me and they are um, thinking of me and wishing my best like that could have positive psychological and physiological things that impact you. Um, just that knowledge obviously can make the prayer feel better or the person praying. Um, and that's if you took the spiritual part out of it. Now, you know, I think it's I don't have answers to, well, how does God respond or are there ways that, you know, the universe is kicked up a notch in your behalf uh, when more prayer is offered than when not? I don't have those answers uh, at all. Um, So I'd come down kind of more in the middle. And um, I think prayer can move people to take action. And that's also positive. A lot of people donated to his foundation. Mm-hmm. So I, I just would never want to get into a situation where this is prosperity gospel, right? Where if you get the more people you get praying for you, the better, the the more you will be healed, right? That's right. It, yeah. That's what we're trying to avoid. It's Correct. not that it's not that any of us don't believe in a collective unconscious and a beauty of people coming together for a specific reason and doing that in the form of prayer. It's that we don't want to get into a, if you do this, then this will happen. Yes. Correct. And we also don't want to get into prayer is the only action you need to take. Right. Yeah. That's 100%, a whole other thing. 100. Oh, I prayed. I'm good. I'm good. I did my part. <laughs> no, right, right. no, 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 no. God, God will enough. heal me. No, like, yeah, no. I, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Because, because I mean, you know, if he's lying on the field and nobody comes to give medical intervention, they all stand around praying like, dude's probably dead. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? In all likelihood. And sometimes, not in this know. instance, <laughs> right. not in this instance, but sometimes that's all you can do, right? So, I mean, it's all you can do. And, but, but, but then the question is, will that affect the outcome? Right. And right. again, you, you know, from that point of view of the body being the weird we still don't understand miracle that it is. I mean, just the human body, just taking religion out of it. Right. So not miracle in that way, but just the fact that, you know, as far as we've come with science and being able to explain things, you know, every week just like, oh, we just discovered a new organ layer or we just saw a new thing. We didn't know the brain worked this way. Like there's so much we don't know. Yeah. Right. And the randomness of how the body recovers from injury and illness and all that. So, so, yeah, if if they just stood around the field while he's lying there, he very well might have still gotten up uh, or 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 lived, but it wasn't 
uh, it wouldn't necessarily be about the prayer. I, I, if I'm in that situation, don't pray for me, call the damn ambulance, call the doctor. I want so, you on the phone, I, <laughs> not on your knees. <laughs> I agree. And I, I just want to throw out one more thing that honestly just kind of came to me of like how many people a hundred years ago were play, praying for of a flu vaccine or a cure for smallpox or polio. And, and so it, this also, this expectation that answers to prayer happens within 24 hours or 48 hours. And then, and then hundreds of years, hundred years later, the prayer was answered with the vaccine and people still didn't take it. So people say, look, prayer worked. Good thing they prayed a hundred years ago. Thank goodness. They prayed a hundred years ago, you know? Yeah. But we didn't take the vaccine. How many of us did it, right? That's the the worst. Well, may they be. May their ancestors come and curse them or something. (laughs) That's the old guy who was on the roof, right? And it's flooding. And he's praying to God to rescue him. And, you know, the boat, the helicopter, et cetera. Exactly. Exactly. We all know that one. All right. So according to a religion news service uh, article, if there's one thing pagans, witches, uh, brujas. Is that Brujas. Yeah, and that's not brujas. <laughs> brujas. Brujas. Yes, that's something else. <laughs> that's something else. If there's something pagans and witches and other spiritual folk agree with as they look ahead and make predictions for 2023, it's that change is coming. And uh, one oracle uh, and oracle reader, spiritual teacher, said this will be a year of transition. I'm excited to welcome 2023, and despite some obstacles, the year ahead. Feels like a fantastic period of growth, evolution, and clarity. Um, and so practitioners of this sort use uh, tarot cards, astrology, runes, and countless other divinatory methods to take the pulse of the year to come. Careful to not promise specific eventualities, but <laughs> sketching the year's character. Do you trust any quote unquote spiritual forecasting like this? I throw this in the same bucket as prayer. <laughs> <laughs> just You're like, weren't we just having this conversation? I, I, no, right, I mean, right? honestly, I, I don't, I don't disagree. Like this sounds you like know. a lot of, this sounds like a lot of hopes and dreams that they have. Exactly. And it, and it makes, year. it makes, and there's the nothing prayer, wrong with that. it makes the prayer feel definitely better. Yeah. Right. And to Shannon's point, like there are people who could really financially exploit that need to feel better. Bingo. Right. So yeah, no. And I mean, this I, be said about any year, it, you know, it's going to be a year of growth. Oh my God. So, so, so my family here, my family here, um, they are my, my aunts, especially, and this goes all the way back to my grandmother, uh, very, very hardcore Christian. And basically if you're not looking, uh, Trinity broadcasting network is on like a 24 hour loop in the, in the house. And I walked in one there and there was some, some old white dude talking about how this is why you should listen. You, this is why you should listen to my show and my sermons because of how accurately I predicted um, the events of last year. Um, and I'll predict the events of this year and goes, so let's recap what I predicted last year and what came to pass. A great calamity befell humanity. Okay. okay. That could be in- anything. That could be, and not only that, but uh, we serve. We we knew COVID was already around, so I think it was an easy bet to say we are still going to be in a pandemic, right? He's just going through all these very, very like just vague, you know, statements that are just like, yeah. And here's and here's and here's where you can find that in the Bible and how the Bible is predicting these things. I'm like, 
yeah, that's not what it's saying. No, that's not how that works. <laughs> that's, not Sorry, how that, that's not how that works. So. I just, I w- like, wouldn't it be nice if it was that easy, if things were that easy? Like if, yeah. I mean, wouldn't it be nice if we could just turn over a series of random cards and told us what our future, like, that would be so nice. I would love, so, I would actually enjoy I, that. I would, I would love be that honest. too. Now, now on the flip side, on the flip side, I will say this, and I think this is, this is the kernel of truth and the genesis of all religions and all beliefs there is that we don't understand how the universe works but there's clearly something some thread that ties it all together that transcends space and time and and some of us can actually tap into that i think a little bit more than others and intuit things and all that sort of stuff and you know that that for sure is real i'm not mm-hmm. going to question that i mean we've all had intuitive hits you know, we've, we, so, so there is that. And, mm-hmm. and I think that, again, the, the people who may be tapped into that more, uh, whether you want to call them an astrologer, whether you want to call them a spiritual teacher, when you want to call them a, a you know, a prophet, whatever, yeah. um, can, uh, I think we, we look to those people because we want the comfort of at least having a little bit of certainty because yeah. the uncertain scares the crap out of us. And if mm. I think I think and it that's would be, it, right? I think it would be more beneficial if we put our efforts into learning how to be comfortable with the unknown. <laughs> we did that. We would we wouldn't need to go to astrologers. We wouldn't need to go to oracle card readers. We probably wouldn't even need to come to church. Like so my my you know. big hesitancy with things like this is how broad they are. They're for all the people, right? We're yeah. this is this is a prediction for the world. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, no. Versus, and I'll mm. and I'll just share this, right? So I got up. We were sick, like the week between Christmas and New Year's. The stomach flu came to our house, which was just lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was finally feeling better, and I got up the morning of January first, and um, our, our friend Brad was here, and um but I was the first one up. The kids were asleep. Everybody else was asleep. And I got a cup of coffee and I sat in the chair and, and I don't really, I don't do resolutions. I don't even really set intentions for the year. And, um, I I don't even really do like star words or like picking, you know, there's nothing wrong with those things. I just don't do them. I just, I've been, I've let myself down too many times. There've been too many high expectations and blah, blah, blah. You get the idea. Yeah. But I sat there and I thought, Oh, it's a, okay, it is another year. Like, um, and there was just this moment where there was this voice and it said, Mm. this is a year for healing Mm. or this is a year to heal. And I thought, you know what? I'll take that. Like, I'll, I'll take that word. I'll hold that word lightly. Like, I'll see how that word works on me and I'll see how I work on that word. And like, so that is to me, very different. That is very specific. That is you know, something that I feel that I received, like you yeah. could say that came from my brain or that was the voice of God, like what, however you want to put it, it doesn't matter to me actually. Like, um, but that is a very different thing than saying the world is going to experience a year of transition. Like, okay. <laughs> and we just, and I love we, how they're like, there'll be some good things and some obstacles. You don't say, yeah. yeah. There's going to be some growth and some clarity. Well, we're year older. There should be. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. I feel like for me, uh, just personally, I feel like I'm going into this year with like a, a blanker slate than I've had in the past four or five. Cause I feel like I had a couple years of running for office. Then we had, you know, COVID. And then I had a big year with the, um, sabbatical. So I had like, you know, things planned out. Yeah. Now I feel like I have no idea what this year is going to hold. Like no idea. Wide open. And why do we, ignorance why... is bliss, man. Ignorance yeah. is bliss. Sorry. But isn't that also kind of exciting? Like I have that sure. too. Like, I don't know what this year holds. It's less predictable than any year I've had yeah, in right. a very long time, you right. know, For and sure. like, there's some excitement about that too, though. Yeah. You know, so I, I don't know. I, I, but listen, at least it's mostly, I'll say this about it. At least it's mostly positive. And <laughs> so if you're gonna, if you're gonna lean into, um, <laughs> the oracle telling you something i'd rather it be something like this yes <laughs> yeah. yeah plus it's good it's good business no one ever comes back to an oracle that gives them bad news right exactly <laughs> there you go there where's you that go. moment in ted lasso with <laughs> rebecca's mom when it, her psychic calls and she said she would call it just the just when i needed her <laughs> isn't that crazy <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. So briefly, um, the uh want to look at a couple of translations of a just a single verse uh from the New Testament, uh the Christian scriptures. Uh Romans 12 10, the King James Version translates it this way: <clears throat> be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love in honor, preferring one another. And the New Living Translation translates it this way: love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Like those are rendered fairly differently. And just, you know, why, like some people will say, well, I have to read only this translation. Like, have you been a, I stick with this translation almost always person, or have you been, I'm going to check some out, whichever one, like I kind of like how that rolls. I'm going to go with that. I'm not kidding you. So I grew up in Kentucky and the guy that worked on our um, washer dryer had a bumper sticker on his van that said King James Bible, if it was good enough for Jesus. <laughs> and it was not a joke. Are you serious? Not a joke. Like I've heard that phrase, but I always thought that was a caricature of something that wasn't actually. Oh, it was a God. bumper sticker. It had his church's name underneath it. Oh, like, God. Ah. I am oh not God. kidding you. There are people that believe that. Was it the Church of the Righteous Gemstones? <laughs> there are. It was. It was. I'm sure uh, ministries oh of God. some sort that was out yes. of a. Now, if there's anything wrong with storefront churches, but I'm sure that there was a brethren of something uh, that was holy very, fire very ministries. Exactly. It was. I'm sure. I'm sure. I don't. Hilarious. I don't remember that part. I just remember pulling in the driveway, going, "What the hell." <laughs> Is is which which is the translation that's like the one that's in total contemporary? Oh, like, like the, message. the message. The message. Like oh yeah. yeah, I rock. I rock with the message. That that's that's a fairly hilarious Bible read. Yeah, um, but no, I grew up. I grew up on King James and made my way through NIV and uh, yeah. the NRSV and um, right. and all that and um, which. And all it did, all it did was reinforce, eventually, I think it really reinforced a lot of my skepticism 
Hmm. Especially if the if the different versions were enough just to court controversy or yeah. or or more an uncertainty, uh, you know. And 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 you know when you look at things like you know the word homosexual didn't show up in the Bible till what in the sixties, sixty seven or sixty nine or something like that, you know. And, and and we have people swearing up and down by a Bible that says you know basically homosexuality is a sin. And I'm like, yeah, what? Well, so so it's. For me, it's it's it, it it the translation doesn't matter to me. What really matters is again, how are you using the word, <laughs> right? Yeah. How you know are are you are you using it to to as the quote says? I mean, love each other, yeah. right? With with, right. with brotherly love, are you are you using it to honor each other, to support each other, or are you using it? Are you weaponizing it? Right. So right. So yeah. I, I think for me, I, I, it's just a good, when you acknowledge there's all these translations, a good reminder that A, uh, scriptures, whether we're talking about the Hebrew Bible or the Christian scriptures, they're not written in English. And so yeah. there's a whole lot that we um, well, don't, don't know or understand. And so we need to have humility when we approach these texts, first and foremost. And even when I learned Hebrew, in our Hebrew Bible, written in Hebrew, there are the dots on the words that are the the vowels yes. in Hebrew, and those weren't in the original scripts. That's so right. even even if you go to the Hebrew, it is a translation, right. you know, of the original. And so things, I, I, to be honest, I mean, the the PCUSA uses the New Revised Standard Version, and now there's the New Revised Standard updated version, right. updated edition. Um, did they change some? Did they change some dates? I think they changed um, uh, pronoun language. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, more inclusive good. language. I think a little more inclusive. Language. Like the NRSV, the new revised standard version made it inclusive of people. I think this one went a little farther with God, like doing some inclusive language with God and yeah, correcting nice. some of the. Um, I switched over at the very end. I found um, Iona used a, a Bible called the Inclusive Bible. And I found the translation, the regular kind of translation to be very um, familiar to me, but it really did switch over every pronoun for God and for people. um, So, so, so less patriarchal in language, but same patriarchal in content. Gotcha. Well, and I don't know how you change that, to be honest. No, you can't. You, You can, which, which in essence, which while, while those are good, I mean, just so the biggest issue for me was not um, doing all that work myself to rewrite it, you know, like, right. And especially when you're in the Psalms where you're like, and God, and then God, and God, and blah, blah, blah. And then God said to God's self, and, and you're just like, somebody needs to write this better. That's why I <laughs> yeah. love Nan Merrill's praying. With the I love Nan Merrill's praying we, the Psalms. We use this anytime no we use what the that Psalms, is. we almost always. Oh, use my this. God. It's it's in a box downstairs um, so because I haven't unpacked my books yet. But Nan Merrill's book, Praying the Psalms, which you still can't get on Kindle and drives me batty, right. is the most beautiful version of the Psalms. Oh, I love it. It even turns that nasty part in Psalm 139 to a beautiful poetry. Anyway, it's fantastic. So, wait, so, so for the uninitiated... Is what is it? Is is it a whole new translation? Transliteration? It is a loose translation. Of... It is a very loose it's translation. It's inspired by the Psalms. <laughs> oh but God. she, 
So okay. she she exchanges the word like the pronouns for God, Lord, to like love. Yeah, and, or beloved, or beloved, or it's it's very. Um, it sounds so really hippie. The Lord but is it's, my shepherd. Love is my caretaker. Like it's it's very. Yeah. I'll check um, it out right now. Yeah, hit me up some twenty third Psalm. Let's, let's right. see. Let's this see, is Psalm twenty three. Oh beloved, you are my shepherd. I shall not want. So there you go. And I should okay. at the end. I shall dwell in the heart of the beloved forever. Gotcha. Okay. So it'll be love's love song is blah 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 and you know um unity it, folk would love that we should I should I should oh my god it's, oh yeah it's a beautiful beautiful book it's worth um, getting a copy but I so I'll just give my plug for somebody who's not in the pulpit anymore I would always whenever I would purposely use different translations and I would let the congregation know yes. I'm reading this from you know um oh yeah be, that's good practice. Because it, it's really important, I think, that parishioners know, hey, there are different versions of the Bible out there. And not which, just the one Jesus read. Not just the one exactly. Jesus read. The, King, the original King James. Um, but, you know, is it's just a really interesting, um, yeah, it's an interesting practice to do and mix it up a little bit. And honestly, to read them side by side, too, to say, you know, here's our church uses this translation. Here it is. But I really love the way this one phrases yeah, it. I think it you know? I think it helps you get more insight and it gives you a little more bandwidth to explore the depths of the text. And I love that. Yeah. I mean, I think it, it encourages biblical scholarship as well, because it's yes. like if we have all these different translations, uh, you know, what's what's at the root of them? Um, and, and hopefully it might encourage people to 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 go a little bit deeper with not just learning what's in the bible but about the bible right which shockingly we should not do a, we, shocking <laughs> not shocking a priority for a lot of church goers no not so much <laughs> well on that word thank you friends for tuning in to pub theology live you can show your love for the show by becoming a supporter on patreon Get access to pre and post show banter and more. Visit patreon.com slash PT live to get started. And a big thank you to our current patrons. Listen anytime on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, and Google podcasts. Our top cities this week were Jasper, Georgia, London, England, and Virginia Beach. I know who that Virginia Beach was. Hey, um, London folks. Invite <laughs> us over for yeah, we'd go. A, a pub gathering. Yes. You can watch the video of these conversations on Facebook Live. And if you'd like to start a pub theology gathering in your town, you can find um, support and resources at pubtheology.com. And until next time, friends, drink responsibly and keep those conversations flowing. Jasper. Never heard of Jasper. Jasper, Georgia. Jasper, Georgia. Oh, I prayed. I'm good. I got to go pick up my kid and then go to Philly. Okay. Safe travels. Thanks. All right. We'll talk soon.